Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Good evening and welcome to this episode of Berardi and Coke with me, Adam the Leeds fan. As uh, as usual, I'm joined by uh, by our regular ex-pro, Mr. Simon Johnson. Si, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. You're so disappointed, like, obviously, but uh, apart from that, I'm doing all right. It's flat, wasn't it? Very flat. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, I mean... Go, going on straight onto the game, it's for me. For me, it's the first time in a while uh, where I've sort of come away from the TV really disappointed and and not not having much positive to say. Um, but I suppose it, it is what it is. They are where they are in 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 their their progress under Bielsa and. You know, we've got to expect flat performances sometimes, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, also joining me today, we've got Carl, um, one of the regulars from the Auto Not Better podcast as well. Carl, do, do you agree with Sai on that? Like, it was, it was flat, wasn't it? There were no really to write home about, no standout performance, pitch was shit. There were just, it's just a nothing game for me. Well, what were your, what your thoughts? You agreeing with that? Yeah, I, I, Simon's spot on there. Yeah, uh, but I think. Blame the pitch is a bit shit because they played on it as well. I think same for both teams. Can't use it as an excuse anymore. They managed it. We didn't. It's mm. just the way it is. But I thought a lot of the time we were we were sloppy in possession in the first half. Um, we tried to rush things, I think, a little bit. Um, with the way that Villa were pressing, we probably should have slowed things down and just played the ball around and let them run around like headless chickens for a little while and maybe tire them out of it and then up our game like you know we're well capable of holding on to the ball for you know as long as we want really like you know we, we, yeah. we have the players there that can do it regardless of what some people might say about them but I think if we slowed the game down in the first half when they started to look like they were doing to us what we'd normally do to other teams then I think it's at that point we should have kind of taken control of the ball regardless of whether it looked horrible to do it you know play it around Later around, yeah. even if you're not penetrating with any passes or anything like that, it's harder to win. It's harder to play without the ball than it is with the ball. And I, I think oh. we should have maybe gone down that route just to kind of kill the game and their momentum the way they were playing. But yeah, Sai, for me, and I don't know if you boys agree with this. I'll come to you first on this one, Simon. Um, we played this. We played strike in defensive mid again. We played him against Villa in the first game and we took him off after 21 minutes so why have you seen anything in, in, in Strike's performance in midfield where you'd say 
okay, he's going to have learned from that opening 21 minutes where he got booked and got subbed, you know, hooked after after that after such a short period. Was that naive from Bielsa? Was it a bit of a what are your thoughts? Because I looked at it and I thought, fucking, what are we doing here? Have we not learned? But and it's proved to be to to be the wrong decision, isn't it really? Yeah, I, I mean, I think with I think with Bielsa, he's he's very stubborn. And look, I've had this debate with with someone pre, uh, quite recently. Um, he's got to where he is because of that stubbornness. Um, mm. So he will never he will never deviate away from his own thoughts. I don't think. Uh, I don't I don't believe that that role suits suits struts, but. Um, at the same time, the only player I think we've discussed it, we've discussed it over the last two episodes, mate. The, the only player for me, apart from KP in the current lead squad, is is um, Pablo, and he's not getting he's not getting a look in at the moment. I, I think it was for me, it was quite evident that, especially second half, because uh, that was, second half Villa was just sitting on the lead. There was allowing us to have have, have the ball. Yeah. So that's when you need someone to to sort of thread passes through through the sort of through the gaps. Do you know what I mean? And and look for players getting uh, getting in between the lines. But uh, he's not able to do that. He's more of a, a defensive minded player. Um, but you know, he, it's okay having that part of the game. But you've also got to be able to play a pass like KP can. And look, he, uh, look, he, we we're not gonna we're not gonna have somebody uh, come in that can that can do the, the the role as good as him. It's as simple as that. And I think we've uh, we've, we've got to resign to the fact that you know he's just a massive miss for us. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Can what are you saying? Do you think? I mean, what we are when you saw the, the starting lineup and you saw our striker was going to be playing. You know, we thought possibly is he going to be play the three and we're going to play wing backs or. What we did against um, you know, against Southampton, or did you think Strike's going to play defensive and we're going to be in trouble here? We're going to lose control of the, of the midfield. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I'll be honest with you. What Simon said is is, is correct. Bielsa is stubborn, and he's got to where he is because he's stubborn and he does what he wants to do. But I think if it, at the moment people are saying we're trying to fit square pegs and round holes but we don't necessarily have to do that when Stroik can play perfectly well at, at centre-back and Llorente is more than capable of playing at in the CDM role uh, while Calvin's not there you know and mm. I think we, we discussed it last week as well when we thought that we thought that Stroik was going to be uh, playing in that uh, CDM role against uh, Southampton and then he ended up playing a little bit deeper and kind of Llorente filled in more than Stroik kind of did. And I thought at that point, Bielsa has kind of turned a corner and we, we, we've kind of looked at it and he's looked at it and gone, Jesus, that actually works, you know. And then it, tonight he's looked at it again and gone, you know what, fuck it. You know, we're safe. It's like, I'll just fuck around with it. This guy, like he'll persevere with Stroik in the CDM because that's where he wants him to play. Regardless of how good I think he's he's playing or anyone thinks he's playing at centre back, I think that's where Bielsa wants him to play. Regardless, yeah. and I think we're on enough points now to to not have to worry about going down. And I think he is going to try and blood him in there while KP is out. Yeah, and I think that's all right. I think in, if if Bielsa sees him as a sees strike as a as a long term. You know, if he wants him to be a more round, more rounded footballer, doesn't he? So if he can play two, three decisions, uh, positions, sorry, um, you know, that's that's that benefits the the thin squad. I get it; it goes completely with his philosophy as a coach. Completely understand it. So who? So it's kind of like we just take it, don't we? Who who are we to kind of to criticise? And and then when you do get a flat performance like tonight, you've just you just you, you can't have exhilarating performances second half like we did against Southampton, and then. You can't have them every game, can you? It's just not feasible. And I'm, 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 I was bored. I was so bored during that game. I just didn't. How many shots did we have on target? Didn't we see any stats on that? I, I can't remember. I was having a meaningful yeah. shot. Yeah, other, other than the Roberts one. I, I, that wasn't I, even on target, like. Yeah, I, 
Robert, so we spoke about him, uh, I think, Southampton and the game. Did he start the game before that as well? No, he, and, came, uh, he, he came on. He came on, now, came on didn't he? I mean, he just, yeah. he just, for me, and it's, a ter- it's terminology that I hate because it used to, um, it just winds me up, but he, he does flatter to deceive a little bit. Very rarely does he like have a proper impact on a game. Like yeah. when he comes off the when he comes off the pitch, like well, when I used to come off the pitch, I would I would ask myself, okay, how many shots have I got on target? How many chances have I, have I created? And he, he he doesn't he doesn't do it. He, he's he's neat and tidy, and he's got a few little nice flicks and turns, but he's having no real impact on a game. And for me, that's worrying from somebody. That plays in that position. Um, yeah. But I, the, the thing that always frustrated me the most in this game was we've got we've got a player that's probably in the current market valued at around sixty million pounds, and we're not. He's, he's played him on the left, but for me, he's way more effective on the right, and we're not utilising our best player, and I, that just yeah. made no sense to me. At all, yeah. and look, it's again, it's okay. It, we can say who we to to sort of criticise and uh, and have opinions on on Bielsa, but that was definitely something. That was a that was a mistake for me. Uh, Costas, you know, he's not at the level, and we've we sort of shifted Rafinha out of his role where he's been absolutely flying, and put Costa there, who's who's not really at the level for me. Um, and no. I can, I can, the more, the more I see of him, the more I can see why Wolves let him go. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think, I think we were, yeah, I think we were very much unbalanced when Costa started. I think when he's, he's like, like you said about Roberts as well, I think Costa at this stage, he probably will go in the summer if we get a, if we get what we think we should get from, like, but I think, him and Roberts, they, they've had very good impacts off the bench in the last couple of games, and there's, there's no denying that. You know, Costa set up a goal, and Roberts did as well, and you kind of look at that and you go, look, they're, they're not terrible players. Maybe they're not up to start an 11 standard. It, it, but they're definitely... There's a, do you know what? There's a massive difference between being able to, to come off the bench and make an impact, and the pressure's totally different. And your mentality has got to be totally different uh, because you come in up when you come on as a sub, you sort it's sort of win win. It's sort of win win because if you if you come on and and, and make something happen, um, or even come close to making something happen, you're the hero. And if you don't, it's like well, you give it a good go, sort of thing. But then when you yeah. when you're starting, that pressure is totally different, and you have no choice but to make something happen. Now, do you know what I mean? Um, and I just, I just, I mean, for me, Roberts, the, the, uh, probably the last two games, he's having, he's, at, he's getting in good areas, good shooting opportunities, and he's just not hitting the target. He's not hitting the target, and the good, the good chances. And I, I, I was talking to, I was talking to myself. Oh God, I shouldn't admit that, should I? Well, I wasn't <laughs> myself through the game. I was thinking, mate, does this, does, do they do shooting practice? Because he's he's just not hitting the target at all, and you know, baffling, baffling. You know what? Do you know what? It, like when you were saying that there. Sorry, Adam. Do you know when you were saying that there, Simon? It's it. Two years ago, we were having the same conversation about Bamford. Really? Two years. You know what I mean? No, well, like all Leeds fans, where I think, do they do shooting and training? He can't hit the fucking target. He's putting out putting easy chances away, and we like that was a debate. Amongst Leeds fans on Twitter and all, like last season or the season before last, and it was like, can he do it this year? Could should we rely on him? And like, yeah, maybe because Bamford is the age he is, and Roberts is the age he is, we're expecting Roberts to start being more like Bamford. Yeah, <laughs> at, at a young yeah. age. But look at how old Bamford. No, but look at Look at how old Bamford is, and he's only gotten. Okay. To his, he he has got to his peak. This is yeah. like the best he's ever been. This, like, yeah. I don't know if he could go any higher than what he's doing because let, let's be honest, there's not many strikers that that would be able to put up with the Bielsa punishment and training and matches 
they, they, they're not going to get much higher than the ability that they're at. So maybe we're just putting that much pressure on Tyler to kind of be like Patrick now. Because possibly two years ago we were talking the same kind of jargon about Bamford, you know. But but I think I think and I'm gonna I'm gonna step in on this one, Carl. Um, from from my opinion, we've been saying the same thing about Roberts for since he joined. We've been saying there's a player in there who's got a great football brain, but he's just not capable at the moment of making the right decision and the key pass and the key movement at the at the at that at that time and. You know what's what's Tyler now? 23, 24? Is he around? He's he's twenty two, was he not? I'm not. I'm not sure. I think two. But you know, you look at a twenty two. Say say he's twenty two. You look at yeah. um, other players in the Premier League of that age group. You know, they're they're contributing massively to games. You know, and and I don't. I think, yeah, we do expect a lot from Tyler Roberts because we've got such a small squad and each player needs to be able to contribute at any point. And we can't carry passengers when you have such a lean squad. And players like Costa, Roberts, Alioski, you know, what 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 are they there for? And and this takes me back to what we said on the on the pod before with with under twenty three and development football. What 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 is the point? Because they're not. These these players are either not getting the chance that they that they require the the match level experience to to help them, but and and that's the thing with Roberts, he's come in, he's been on the peripheral of the first team the whole time, and he's not learned fuck all because his football brain still isn't making him make the right decisions. So, do you have a young kid who you think is going to make it to the, to that level and give him chance after chance after chance to see him not do it, and you have to let him go to the championship, or or what or what do you do with him? What's the what, what, what's the answer, Si? I mean, you're in, you're in, you know, with, with in your line of work now, obviously with with the coaching and that. What what do you think under twenty three football, the development Premier League? Is it shit? What what's the point? I mean, there's only as a coach, there's only so much you can do for a player in terms of the the information that you pass on to them. Um, I'd I'd like to think that that whoever's you know, going into detail with him about his game or telling him about these sort of finer details, what he needs to improve on. Um, but like you say, it's just this t- his decision-making at times is really poor. And I mean, it, it, there was just like one time in the first half and it's not, it wasn't even a, a, a big pass, but he's, instead of just playing it out wide, I, I think it might have been, uh, I can't remember who was out there, but he's, he's, He's tried to dribble instead of just playing the pass and, and getting the ball back further up the field. And he gets tackled. And I'm just thinking, that's that's an easy pass. Just play it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's just small details like that. What he need, really needs to brush up on um, holding on to the ball. That, but that's the difference in levels between the, the sort of average players in the Premier League and... And the the sort of higher level in the players in the yeah, Premier League they make the best decisions more often than not. Do you know what I mean? And he, he don't fit in, he don't come into the high level category at the moment. Would you hold on to him, you know, and then maybe like Adam said, send him out on loan? Um, do you know what? I'm going to be totally honest. I I actually forgot how young he is. He's st- he's still re- he's a baby really, and he's got a lot of learning to do. Um, I just like like I'd said though. I just you know he's he's been there long enough now to to sort of I would say be be, be performing at a better standard. Perform, that's just my opinion though. Yeah. No. Yeah. I no. I think I, I, just for clarity, he was born in '99, so he's he's just turned 22. So maybe we are being a little what, expecting more on him. Yeah. But you know, but no, yeah, he's but, yeah, he's a baby. But, but the thing is, you look at you look at players like Madison and Ford, and you know they're consistently turning it in, and they're young. Yep. And, look, and they're, they're, they're different caliber. They're a different yeah. caliber of player altogether. Of course, but, but why can't a lot longer? But, but we, you know, Madison, for example, was playing at Coventry, and he was playing first team football at Coventry in League One when he was what 17, 16, 17. Yeah. So he's learning. He's learning the right way. He's not being fucked off into the reserves to play against aging, you know, players, people coming back from injury, and seventeen-year-olds. He's learning. They're learning at a higher rate. Surely that's better for them. 
Yeah, oh. I, I think so. Like, but I think also when Leicester picked up Madison, he was still quite young, and he was able to to get that. Like, who I think someone was saying that there's a difference where you're Premier League coaching and Championship League one coaching is different. Like, but with us, I think the standard of coaching is is no different from Championship to the Premier League. It's still the same high standard, but maybe it's because Tyler was playing at a, a lower level when we got him. Like he was well, bouncing around in the League One. It's West Brom reserves, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But bouncing around there and not really getting games and you know that that can have a massive effect on a player's development as well. As much as we say send him out on loan. That can like as at, at a young age, that can have a massive development on them, you know what I mean? And it can slow their progress down. And maybe that's what's happened to Tyler. It's just he's had that bouncing around it. Same with Bamford, he was bouncing around all sorts of clubs for a long time and wasn't really performed to the standard that he wanted and everyone expected. And all of a sudden now he's at an age where he can take the information in that's been given to him and he can yeah. apply it in a in a more logical way. Like and and to be fair, in his defence, he, he's not started a whole lot of games this season. And and look, you you get some you get you get world class players that come to the Premier League and, and struggle to find their feet, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think perhaps probably if you take everything into consideration, it's probably a touch harsh. But um, you know, football, you, your career runs away from you so quickly, so he's got to start speeding up the the improvement. You know. Well, si, I'm going to put this to you, mate, because obviously you've you've been in this position, you've been in a similar position to to, to what we, what Roberts has found himself in. And, and and you obviously when you when you started with Leeds, obviously you went out on loan. Uh, a number of times. Do you think going out on loan at that age was was help or hindrance? Would would you have been better off, better served in in a development league type scenario that these players find themselves in now, uh, or would you have been better off training with the first team now and again, and, and you know being brought in, or would you have been better off playing? Going out on loan and, and really making a claim. I suppose it's different now with all the with all the stats and all the um, you know the, the scouts around. You're going to get more sort of feedback when you get sent out on loan to, to a League One yeah. team, for example. The the coverage is there, but what, but what would you think? What how would you have wanted it to go for you in comparison to what Tyler's going through? So, so for me, there's a there's a whole lot of factors that you've got to um, consider about the loan moves. Um, Obviously, the, the club that, that you would go to, you know, what style of football do they play? Is it going to be suited to your game? Because people people just expect young players to go out on loan willy-nilly without, well, especially when I was in the game, uh, without any real thought going into it. Um, and it's, it was something that I was always really sceptical about. I never wanted to. I never wanted to go out on loan, especially when I was doing well in the reserves. Um, you know, so my, my, the way I looked at things was, well, I'm getting I'm getting taught a certain way to play here. Um, yeah, it will be good for my development in terms of the physicality, um, understanding what it takes to actually, you know, get three points and how much it means to people and, and things like that. But in, but in the same breath, you, when you go out on loan, you've got players that have, have been at higher level clubs and have dropped down and the, the kind of envious, envious that you're still at that uh, a club at that level. Um, it's, really, it, it's really difficult. So you've got to make sure that, that the people around the place are, are right for you as well. And it's, it's, it's difficult. It's very hard. Um, if you don't hit the ground running, you know, People look at you and say, you know, he's come from there, he's, he, he, he ain't that good, he's no better than any one of us. And there's just, it's very, very difficult. Do you know what I mean? I can remember, I can remember um, Milner going out on loan to Swindon. Mm. And I don't think he had the best of times there. Um, but look, he, he, was, he was way above that, he was way above that level. So it's, you know, the, 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 in, in one sense, that can be really beneficial for you, but in a, a, a lot of ways, it can be a massive hindrance as well. So you've got to take lo lots of things into account before you just send players here, there and everywhere. It's really important that you, you do your sort of due diligence before you, you send your players out. 
So this Hopefully this this brings me on to a point, Carl. Sorry, I'll, I'll come to you on this one, Carl. Because I think we I think you were on the pod when I mentioned this before, and we and we revolutionised what we think for English football and the pyramid of mm-hmm. of English football. So there's there's 92 teams in the football league, and, you know, Premiership and then Championship to League Two. So do you think teams in the Premiership should be picking play, you know, pick four players from your under 23 from your development squad? You know, you see your top, your top under twenty three performer. So for us, would be somebody like uh, Joffe Gellar, and send him to a championship team, or or send him to a level where he's going to get consistent games. And, you, and each Premiership team should pick, should should have a team in each division. So Leeds should have say Swansea in Championship, Bradford in League Two, and and whoever's in League One. I don't look at the the bottom leagues anymore um, as much. But but you know Peterborough for example, and we and we then go each Premiership team picks a team, and we go right. We're going to send four of our players out or three of our players to this level, and they and they're going to develop. Mm. But is that is that something or? Um. But like, didn't we say that that sometimes it, it, it could be better for players playing like a, a reserve team league rather than a, an under twenty three team league where yeah, they maybe. can essentially get up to speed on the physicality of of a men's first team game? And it goes back to the point you were making about the Premier League uh, under twenty three league, Adam. Uh, it, it like is is that the best way to develop players just because? It's got that elite academy category, like you know what I mean. Like, I, I get yeah. that players are going to learn a lot more and stuff like that, but players are coming through now. And if you look at the size of Traore there the last day against us, like Ailing put his hand on his shoulder and he fell over like a ton of bricks. And I know that's the way it's going at the moment, and that's you know, players are manipulating the rules to, to win free kicks and whatnot. But like, I, I found growing up that when you played in those reserve leagues as a 17, 18 year old you weren't inclined to go down because it was frowned upon in, in some ways, you know what I mean it was like, you need to stay on your feet you need to win that ball if you have a chance of getting to that ball or you can fall over willingly, you get to that ball because you get ridiculed and I think I think maybe players should start getting it ridiculed for maybe going to ground like that you know what I mean? And, I, I, I think so I think so, and to be fair, to be fair, boys, I I need to take a bit of ownership on this. I've gone completely off piste from the Villa game on that one, but I think what you've just said there, Carl, about players manipulating the game. I'd like to obviously we have our in off the bar, um, which which will be out later on this week. But I just do want to touch on, uh, or not not particularly the referee because that's something that that will be uh, that'll be done with yourself and, and Jimmy. But I do want to talk about Matt Target tonight because I thought um, this guy. Could have had three, four bookings at least. I thought it would really, really. Uh, he was on the knife edge from from kind of early on. Sai, what, um, what, what did you did you notice it? Did you think well, how was this guy getting away with this? You know, there was there was a couple of incidents, flashpoints, weren't there? Do you know what? I'm going to be totally honest, Dad. Um, I really enjoyed his performance. Really enjoyed it. Proper shit, was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was proper shit. I was in He was he was aggressive. He, he he left his foot in. He was horrible and nasty. And I think the game's gone too far away from that. Um, like you say, you get <laughs> you get people getting little nicks and they're rolling over everywhere. And I I just think, do you know what? I I, I was watching him and I think it was the one where he 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 was already on a booking and he's I think the second half and he's. Uh, uh, in the defensive third, and he's he's gone through the back of Rafinha and and sort of followed through with a little a little thing that little scrape down his ankle, nothing too tonight, just a little bit of nastiness there. And I thought, do you know what? Fucking good on you, good on you, because we we I, I missed that side of the game. I I was horrible. I was horrible. Um, and I used to love a battle, and I, it's for me the the game's gone too too far away from that. Like tackling, people can't tackle nowadays. I look at tackling back in the day. You 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 look, definitely seen some something on Twitter where uh, back in the day someone's absolutely gone through somebody else, Vinnie Jones or somebody like that, absolutely smashed someone, and the, both players get up and they laugh it off. 
Do you know what I mean? And I, I, yeah. for me, it was brilliant. And I, you know, players should be, as long as you don't go over the top and it's not a leg breaking tackle, enjoy the physicality and that element of the game as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, 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 I do. Oh man, so I enjoy this performance. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I could see why you'd see that side of it, like after the conversation we've just had about players not being tough enough and, and stuff like that. I, I can see that, all right, yeah. Um, but I do think he got lucky with a few of the, the, the incidences where it could have easily been a second red. I, I get what you're saying and I do enjoy that side of the game. But if we're, if we're talking rules of the game nowadays, there yeah. were two it challenges. Should, he could have definitely been gone. For it should have been sent. It should have been sent yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, but I do enjoy that side of the game myself. It's like we, we, were, we were here talking about the Cooper challenge on um, Perez for Leicester. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's like Good old fashioned tackle. What a tackle. What a tackle. And I'll be honest with you, of all the players I didn't think would get up from that, and and not make a show of Cooper's challenge was Perez and fair play to him. I I you know if I ever see him I'll buy him a pint and go fair play to you up after that <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and that was great man. Could you imagine a full house stadium watching a tackle like that? Absolutely. There we go. Oh, lift so lift it. Imagine that yeah, away when you saw that like fucking hell. And I, and I think and we've touched on this before, haven't we? Like, you know, when we talk about Mateus Click, for example, and he's he's a proper shit house, you know, we've seen him pour water down people's backs and you know, you see that nasty side to the game and, and we applaud it when it's when it's going our way and our players are doing it. But when it goes against yeah. us, we're very quick as leads as as all football fans are, when when it goes against your team, you, you take it to heart and you do get pissed off. But I'm yeah. I'm I'm like I, I'm you a bit like you on this one, sorry. It's got to be on it. I, I, yeah, he was he was dirty. He should have been sent off. Could have had four bookings, to be fair. But yeah. it was good to see, and it was good for me to see a, a, an up and coming English left back. You know where that yeah. position for the national team is up for is up for grabs really because we don't know if Luke Shaw is going to be off the burgers in time for Euro. So <laughs> we, 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 so it's up it's up for grabs. So it's good to see a good English left back play with some tenacity and and and, and play that nasty side of the game. So yeah, I. Uh, I was going mad at one point, but looking back on it, you know, and thinking about it, we've all done. We've all done a tactical foul. And you taught it from a young age, take a book in, help your team out. When you think Do you know of, what? Go on, go on, go on. You, you look like you were saying, you brought it up and you, you said, big grin in your face, I loved how he played it. And like, in hindsight, when you have time to digest the game, like myself and Adam and yourself have now as well, and we were kind of like, sure God, four times, nasty fucking rah, rah. And then we're like, you know what? When you think about yeah. it, it, it's a dickhead. Like, but if it was one of our lads, we'd be like, yeah, you, I'd love it. Yeah, like, buzzing for it. Barry were doing that. Be... You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, there is that element of it there. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to love. Do you know what? You know, you talk about that Cooper challenge against the uh, Perez. I would love it if a centre half done that to me. Mm. I'd be pissed off. Don't get me wrong. I'd be pissed off. <laughs> but then I think, fuck. Okay, I'm in a game here today. Yeah, good afternoon. Yeah, it lift me and and let me probably give me an extra couple of percent that I, I, I don't think was there. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm all I'm all for that. All for that. Yeah. Um, would would you would you want the ball then played? Would you be then asking? Would you be then demanding the ball more so you could skin that centre back and make him look like 100%, a dickhead? Hundred percent. Yeah. You'd be doing. You'd, you'd want it. You'd be working that. Yeah, you'd work that tad harder to to create a bit of space so you can get on the ball and have a go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah and then and then get tackled again. <laughs> so you'll get crunched again you'll be alright <laughs> well uh, I think it's just, good uh, I think that's good yeah sorry Adam go on go on no, I was just saying I think, I think, we, I think we've, that was a you know I think as, as you said it's, it's good that we that in hindsight and this is why the Brad and Coke I'm sure our listeners will, will agree is that you know in the heat of the moment we're all pissed off because it's not going our way but when you actually think about it and you put shoe on the other foot it's, it's always good to to have, to have this and, and, to, and to digest the information. But yeah, Carl, what were you going to say, Carl? Well, I was going to say, uh, I, I, I just wanted to get on to the game and, and just about Pablo's performance and maybe how he might have... Do you, do, you, do you think he needed more time in the second half 
to maybe create a little bit more and, and get into it. Um, I, th I thought our, our crossing and, and our positional play when the ball was played in the box was a bit sloppy. Like, do you think he maybe needs to get a little bit more time on the ball, uh, say like a, a full 45? Because, you know, as he gets older, it'll take him maybe five, six minutes to get into a game. Well, he ha he is the player who can find that path. Like, he nearly did it twice tonight. Like, he got in the box there towards the end. He had four players touch around him, and not one of them would touch him. Like, and, <sighs> and I think that's what, you know, you, when he came on, it was he added something different. Do you think should he be played more in the second half, given more minutes? So I'll, I'll let you go on that one, Sarkis. because obviously you've... Sorry, you've yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, for this particular game, for me, it was crying out for someone like Pablo. Mm. He's really, when you look at our squad, he's really the only one that can sort of create something out of not a lot. Mm. Um, apart from Eurofenia, obviously. Um, he's the one that can that can pick a pass. Or um, So when you've got uh, especially second half, when you've got a team that's just setting up defensively and looking to hit you on the counter, you've mm. got to have somebody in on the pitch that's got that little bit of something different. And he's mm. the he's the only player that that can sort changer. of yeah. Um, so for me, we needed to bring him on a little bit earlier as well. Yeah. Um, and and I would have brought Jack Harrison on a, a, a touch earlier as well. I would have been looking. For me, personally, it would have it probably would have been a little bit soul destroying for a couple of players, but I would have looked to have made changes at half time because it quite clearly weren't working. And uh, Pablo yeah. would definitely have been someone that I would have been looking to bring on for sure. He does bring that air of calm to a game when he's on the ball. You know, you you're kind of looking at him when he's on the ball. You're like, there doesn't seem to be any fear of him losing it. If he does yeah. get rid of the ball, it's going to one of our players, regardless of whether they're two feet or ten feet away from us, he's not going, you, you have that confidence in him that he's not going to lose it. And people go that he hasn't the legs for the Premier League, but as you know, Simon, as a player gets older, the legs don't matter. It's up here that matters. And that's what he's got. Like, And I think if, if he can play that role in the number 10 role where Click can maybe cover his defensive work to a certain degree, you have Pablo just sitting there and it, he, he could be serious damage because, like Pirlo, wasn't blessed with pace towards the end of his career. All they yeah. did was kind of play him a little deeper, pick up the ball, and then that was it. He created absolutely everything. And I think Pablo could be that player for us this season. Uh, a little bit more time. I mean, Sounds like you've been listening to me, Carl, with me saying play him defensive mid and let him ping the passes well, and keep the ball well, recycling. Yeah, well, just like a little deeper, like, you know what I mean? If yeah. he picks the ball up a little deeper, he can make more effective passes in the forward play, like, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's quick thinking more more than compensates for for his lack of mobility, for sure. Do you know what I mean? Um, definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that. Yeah. I, I think I think get more time on the pitch, like. Yeah, I, I do as well. I think we're in a we're in a catch twenty two with Pablo, aren't we? Because we we end up we, we start so slowly in games, and we our second half performances are usually much better than our first half performances, and we chase and sometimes we're chasing the game, and and when you're chasing, you do need a little bit of legs, and Pablo just doesn't have that anymore. Um, yeah. I think this game tonight against Villa, we could have had Messi and Ronaldo on the flanks, and we still wouldn't have created fuck all because we were just piss poor. It was just one of them. The ball was terrible for a lot of it, like it was. It, 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 it was just shocking. And, and yeah, I'd, you know, give Pablo 45 minutes, give him 10 minutes, give him 90 minutes. It, it wouldn't have made any difference because there were 10 other abject performances tonight. I don't think any player can come off that pitch tonight and say, do you know what? I had a good game. I thought they were all well below average. Uh, and not just, you know, I'm not saying that they've all played this season at higher levels than we'd ever expect them to. I'm saying then, then, then tonight, none of them were even at their championship average, I don't think. I thought they were really, really poor, every single one of them. And I think that was the hardest thing for me to take. So the argument of, of yeah, does Pablo need more minutes for me? Yeah, but we need we need the players who are on the pitch to actually put the work in for the first 45. You know, we can't just keep, as we saw with Southampton, teams are going to tire against us, they're coming at us. So we need to, and I know we don't adapt, and I know we don't deviate from the plan, 
but we've got to do something because at the moment we're waiting 60 minutes and then going, right, we've got all this energy, we'll fucking smash you now. But for 60 minutes, we're shit. And players aren't, yes. and players like Pablo, who need the minutes, aren't going to get them because you have, you need, you need that constant movement and that constant interlapping that Dallas and, 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 and Ailing and that bring you. You can't have that if you, cha- you know, if, if, if you have slower players, you're fucked, aren't you? So, I mean, Am I saying? Am I talking bollocks here, or, or what? No, I, I mean, in my head, it makes sense. No. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing is, when you when you start slow, you're you're always giving the opposition the upper hand, and there's that there's that sort of when when you know looking. If you go goal down, you're ending up chasing, 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 and you're coming up against good coaches who know how to shut you out, and I think. We have you have to give Villa credit tonight because they left no spaces in behind to exploit. They knew exactly Dean Smith's no mug, he's no mug neither. Mm. Um, he knew exactly what Leeds' strengths were, were, and he just he shot us out. He shot us out, and you know I, I think us end product could have been a little bit better at times. But uh, for me, I think Villa, you know, even though they weren't great themselves. I think they deserved the way they defended today. They definitely deserved that result today. But you can't just keep starting slow and expecting to blow teams away in the last 20, 30 minutes because teams are, the the coaches that, you know, you're coming up against are very knowledgeable to and just understand how to just protect that lead. And and so we've got to be, we've got to start a bit better for me, for sure. Yeah. I think they defended for their lives, really. I think Villa, the they did press us in the opening 20, you know, 20, 25 minutes, but they did start to sit back once they got that goal. It was gradual. It wasn't an instant thing. You could see it every now and again. It would just get Ollie Watkins would be a little further back, a little further back, and he'd nearly be starting in his own half by the, by the, the end of the game. So they started sitting, like, you know? Yeah. And the only bits that they had were when Tyrone Mings maybe booted up the field and hoped that Gazi or, or, or Mings were, or not Mings, but Watkins were far enough up the pitch to maybe make an effort to chase it. And yeah. you can't take away from Villa, like, if a team comes to defend against us, they're doing well to defend against us if they haven't conceded. So yeah, you can't really 100%. take away from the fact that they've gone away with nothing speed and it means they've done a good job on us defensively. It doesn't mean that we were bad defensively because that goal wasn't, it wasn't anything. Like, they're not going to sit there and replay that for the next 10 years going, what a goal. <laughs> that was one of them goals that, like, that, that first touch, I don't know what Sky was saying, right? It wasn't a great first touch. He took it down and he didn't know where it was. That, like, a good first touch is knowing where the ball is. And he kind of had to readjust when it kind of went behind him rather than where he expected it to fall. And look, it's, it's not a great goal to give away, but it's not a, a spectacular goal on Villa's behalf. And they just defended well at, after that. Like. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, and yeah, I, I think that the goal was, it just shows again how naive we are from set pieces because it came from a break after a set piece, didn't it really? You know, the corner came in, it broke. And our defensive line was poor. Cooper played him on. Costa was fucking still in Wolves. He was that far behind the player. It was it was shocking. So, but the uh, the fight the, the final sort of segment that I want to get onto, boys, is obviously um, you, you may notice that Gareth Southgate was was in the in the stadium today. Um, there was a number of English players on show. Um, obviously, Target, Mings, Watkins, Bamford, um, Ailing. You know, was there? Any English player, I know this might be biased for you, Carl, but is there, was there any English player in there that um, that that actually impressed? Because again, I just don't think there was there was any. You know, if if you're looking at the Euros and who's going to go, was there anybody in there that that you would say, all oh, right, he's got a chance of making it? Sorry, I'll come to you first, mate, because obviously, not 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 particularly no. Um... Even though I enjoyed the, the left back's performance of Villar, he was I, I don't think he's at the level to to, to go to an international tournament. It's just that's a, a bit above him at the moment. Uh, means he, for me, he's a touch and go. He's always got a mistake in him. Not, you know, I'm not talking about tonight. I'm just talking over the course of the season. Yeah. Um, but for, I, I've I've been I, I'm. 
Bamford. I, I have done since he was a kid, you know, coming through. I, I watched him closely. He, he'd be someone, he might look like I am, I'm being biased there, but he'd be someone that I can, I'd consider um, because I just think, he, I, I think the higher he goes, the better he'll be. And I said that last, I said, when he was in the championship last season and people was, was having a pop, I was like, he's okay, he's all right, watch next season. Yeah. Yeah, um, do you know what, I'm going to draw, draw me on Twitter feed from last year, actually. To, but um, no, it, for me, Tag us in. even... <laughs> even though he didn't, even though he didn't have the best of games tonight, for me, Bamford's probably the the one that I'd be looking at, out of the players that was on the show tonight. He'd be the one that I'd be sort of pushing for me. Yeah. Carl, what about you? Would you go? I mean, Watkins got an assist, um, all by all by you know very very fortuitously, but he, he was still an assist, still registers. Bamford, other than that one bit of, of, of movement and skill in the, uh, that's it, the Roberts chance, didn't really do anything. He looked frustrated. What would you take? Watkins had a Bamford. What would you take on the English players tonight? Because I thought they were all shit. I, I, I'll be honest with you, out of all the, the players on the pitch, I think the only British player that impressed me really was Ming, or not Ming's, Bladen McGinn. Um, and he's, he's Scottish, like, but he's Scottish. Yeah. I think, um, I think Bamford was unlucky in, in the in the way that Villa scored their goal was pretty much carbon copy of the way the the chance we created when Bamford slipped in the same manner, except one of their players managed to get a touch on it and Rafinha just about missed it. Yeah. Um, but I think um, I think out of the English players there tonight, I think Bamford's probably Bamford and Watkins are probably the only ones that come away with any credit really, like. As lone strikers, they both led the line quite well. Um, yeah. Under difficult kind of circumstances, the pitch wasn't great. I know we we say we won't, but, you know, talk about the pitch because why would we? Um, but I I think yeah, that out of the players there, the English players there tonight, I think Watkins or or Bamford, it's going to be it's going to be between them two. I think by the end of the week, whichever one of them finishes on 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 more goals, will go to the others. I think yeah. as as backup only. What about what about boys and what about Ailing? You know, nobody's mentioned he's had a good season. He's not been, he's you know, he's had a, a solid season. I wouldn't say he's been, you know, our best player, but he's he's not made really that many mistakes and he's always full of energy. Do you think he's how far away is he from a potential England cop? So I'll talk about Bamford for the goals he's getting, but you know, Luke's played right back, centre back, and he's been consistent. How far away do you think he would be for? Would he have caught? Southgate's high tonight. Bearing in mind, what have we got right back really at England? Alexander Arnold, Wan Bissaka. Yeah. Does he offer something different? I mean, what I, do you think? I, I, I love everything that Luke Aiden stands for. He started off in the lower divisions. He's worked his absolute bollocks off to, to get to where he is. Um, but I just think that that would be a step too far for him. Uh, you can see, you can see that sometimes he. Look, he, he he does well. He does well, and he's playing. He's playing way above his station at the moment, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But when you make that step up, when you make the step up, there is there is a difference in levels. There is a massive difference, and uh, I don't think he'd be. I don't think he'd be able to to sort of cut the mustard with that step up. Not, no, no, not for me. Not for me. <laughs> no, it is Carl. You, no, you agreeing on that? Him. I love him. Yeah, no, I think if you just keep You're putting right. in the performances he is for Leeds, I don't think I'd like personally. Obviously, I don't follow the English team or whatever, but I just I think if he if he continues to put in the performances for Leeds, I think that's all that matters for us really. Like obviously, I'm not going to. I'd love to see him get an England call up, even if it was in a friendly, because I think, like you said, like we all saw in that Amazon documentary, where it was like I didn't know if I'd be, don't know if I'd be able to step up and this and that. And I think he's proved that. He is able to this step up, but like you were saying, Simon, England world stage, it's it's a, like that's a Nuna. What's your man from leading goal? What's his name? It's like he gone from playing Sunday League in LA to Newcastle in about five minutes, and then he gets on to the US team. You know that film? Goal. Oh, goal. Yeah, that's Santiago Munez or something. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So it could be yeah, a, nah, a, a bit of a story like it's that. It's Max to Riches, like, wasn't it? But, 
yeah. But I, I think if he does, like if he does get a call, fair play to him. But yeah, I, I'd I love, to, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it mm. for a friendly for the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, no, 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 he, no. He, I, I, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know if Southgate had uh, be up for that. I don't know. There was a lot of players are. there tonight, like so. He's he, he could be watching any number of them. So you know. yeah, yeah, and and then, and they were all and, and sorry. So you know, with that, with with the England manager being there, if if you knew there were when you were playing, if you knew there were scouts there, and you were you know you were looking for a move, or or you knew that scouts were there to watch you for a potential loan. Did that give you, a, did, especially with a loan, I should say, did that give you a spring in your step and you think, right, well, I'm going to impress these so I can get a good, decent loan move? Or did you think, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go again? Like, horrible, man. Shafted. Horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. I'll put, I think players, I don't know, I'd like to see, um, I'd like to see players today that their take on it, but for me, it was just, I prefer to not know there was there. Um, just brings a whole, a whole lot more pressure. Do you know what I mean? Something more to something more to think about when you know you just need to be concentrating on on your game and, and focusing on that really. But then in always subconsciously you're thinking, fuck, he's seen that shit touch. He's seen that shit touch. I've got no chance. Do you know what I mean? Rather yeah, than just yeah. having that shit touch and thinking, right, okay, next time I'll I'll get it right. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it was just never some never something. There was I can only recall one time where I knew somebody was watching and I, and I had a good game. The rest, bloody hell, I, I might as well not have been on the peak. So for, uh, personally, I, I suppose it depends on your mindset and 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 you know how mentally strong you are. But uh, for me, it was something that I would prefer not to know for sure. More difficult now with no crowds in the stadium. The players will probably see him in the stand, regardless. Like so, even if they don't know, they can see him. Like they're like, ah, Jesus, he's here again. What the? But, but you you raise a good point there, Si. You raise a good point, and I want I, I want to just quickly before before we finish the, the this episode, I just want to bring that back. So when you, when you're saying when you when you knew there were scouts there, you your your brain was working doubly hard, wouldn't it? You weren't doing things as natural as it would be because you're thinking, oh, fuck, I've got to get, make sure this touch is spot on. And my, my question then is, do you think players like Robert and, and Jack Harrison to a certain degree where they just where their, their final end product lacks more than it hits the, you know, hits, hits the target or, or, or hits the, the sweet spot, do you think they overthink? And if they, are, if they don't think as much and just let things happen more naturally... They'd be better players. Do you think that Bielsa and the way that he coaches and the in the intricacies and the and the, the information he gives them? Do you think players of and I'm not saying these players are thick or they're not clever. I'm just saying, do you think they're overloaded with so much information that they're constantly trying to process and that takes away an impact of their natural instinct to whip you know whip that ball in on the left foot or or to play that pass? We saw Robert setting up Bamford against Southampton. It was a beautiful ball. It was instinctive. So when they play on their instinct, do you think they're better, and do you think they're overloaded with information and they can't quite cope with it? That, that, that's a, a difficult one to answer because obviously I don't know the the sort of the content and and how much uh, information they've been given. Um, I think I think a lot of coaches, a lot of good coaches, will will give players a base to work from. Um, and then you leave them up to their own devices because that's why they're on the pitch because they're good at that or they're good at, do you know what I mean? They're good at certain things and that's why they're on the pitch. I would, I know that he goes very deep. Um, he's a deep thinker, Bielsa, from, from what I've heard and from what I've seen. Um, but without, without knowing sort of the content and how much information he actually gives them, it'd be hard to answer that, to be honest. Um, mm. I, yeah, I, I'd struggle to answer that one unless I had more info to go off, you know. No worries, no worries. You know me, I like to ask, ask uh, stupid questions. <laughs> sitting on the fence, aren't you, mate? Uh, get splinters. Sitting on the fence there. That, do you know what it is? I mean, I'm, I was trying to think back to, to sort of what I what I tell my players at the academy. And it's, I know it's a totally, totally other end of the spectrum, but, you know, the, the reason there's like, when they're in certain positions on the pitch, you know what's the best option in that scenario. So you tell them because you know that's the best that's the best option for them. And if they sort of 
in their head, when they're, when they're in that scenario, they might think, oh, that's not on, I need to do this. But they will, they will push what you've told them instead of working off their own thoughts, if that makes any kind of sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's when sort of shitty little errors can be made. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's best that, you know, you've got to, you've got to put your trust in players and, and not overload them with too much. You've got to put the trust in them because at the end of the day, you've signed them, they're on your books for a reason because you like them as a player. Do you know what I mean? Carl, what about you? You've played football as well, obviously not to the level of Simon and, and, and I'm nowhere near that level of Simon either. So um, when, when you've played, have you, you know, what... What what would you think? Would would you look at Roberts and Harrison and players who make these? You know, you think you're screaming at them, saying, "Why why have you just not fucking popped that in first time? Or why have you done that? Why have you cut back? Why have you played? You know, as as you said, Sarah, why why have you not played that pass? Why have you tried to dribble? That decision making. Do you think it is because there's too much information in their heads, or do you think they're just not thinking? Like Simon said, properly? I think it's a I think it's a case that we we don't know the ins and outs of what goes on in the training sessions and. The, the load of information that they're given, whether it be in meetings, going through game analysis or whether it's on the pitch. But from what we've seen of the training videos and stuff like that, we we, we, we see that there's a lot of quadrants set out. There's a lot of positional play. And from what I've seen of these, looking at them from a coaching element as well, it's like all these yellow lines, they're in definitive places rather than just randomly on a pitch. So the the players, it's kind of, it's like muscle memory. They know when they get to a certain part of the pitch that there's going to be maybe four or five yards in between each line where mm. they have that opportunity to play the ball because they know how a defender is probably going to react when they get into that position. So maybe yep. what you're saying is, is, is correct, that maybe they are overloaded with bits of information and the instinct is, is taken away from them. But at the same time, they're given freedom of movement within that area that, that, that they're given as well, I'd imagine. Like if, if you can see it when a player kind of develops in a certain area and say Harrison has to slow down rather than being able to be progressive, continually progressive because he can then play it into that area perhaps that we see then that it slows down and that's where it's like that's when the instinct starts coming in because you get players coming in. We try and switch the play to the other side rather than, you know, use that side again. And that, that's maybe where the instinct comes in. And sometimes maybe I've seen it where they, they get the ball in the middle of the box and Dallas might just take a random shot, you know? So mm -hmm. maybe they have this thing where they'll work on, you know, muscle memory stuff on, on certain parts of the pitch. And then we're in, they're in other parts. It's more of, well, if you have the chance for a shot, have a pop. But if it doesn't work mm. out, we're going to transition into this part then and we'll work from there. Maybe that's what it's, it is as well. And that kind of information can, like, if you're not a top-level player like De Bruyne or someone like that, that could potentially melt your noodle. And you're right, take mm. away the instinct as well. Like, But I don't think Bielsa likes taking away the instinct too much either, you know. Well, it's interesting then. I thought, yeah, I think that's a, a, an interesting topic. Then, so the final, the final thing I want to ask boys um, is just a rate, just a standard out of ten that performance from Leeds tonight. What are we going with? Because I've, I've got my feelings on it. Uh, Carl, I'll come to you first, mate. What was your your final analysis, if in a ten second analysis and a rating for these, mate? Okay, uh, Villa stifled our play because they got that early goal. They started sitting deeper and deeper and deeper throughout the game. Uh, our final ball was sloppy crossing a bit shit uh, need to shoot more instinct needs to come into it and I would go with about five and a half to a six out of ten that's high I'd, I'd, that's a lot higher than I'd give Sai what are you saying mate I would personally go for a, for a six um, on the basis that we, we did have a few half chances um, well we had a guilt edge chance we'd wrap at the, uh, near the end with the header um, yeah. I just think we need, we definitely need to look at as as final ball. Um, but on the flip side, uh, credit to Villa because they stifled us really well, limited up, limited what we could do, what we what we're good at, and you know, all credit, all great, all credit to uh, to to Villa and, and definitely Dean Smith because he's he's definitely done his own work. Mm. Yeah. So I'm... once they got that goal. 
that's what I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be harsh. I'm gonna go with a four. I don't think it was anywhere near. Um, it weren't near average. It was below average for me. Uh, not one player performed. Um, the, the 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 you know we we know how we like to attack. We know how we like to build and build pressure. I just don't think the intensity were there from anybody. Really, yeah, we had the chance with Rafinha's header. Roberts sh- should have scored. It was a good save from Martinez. He was straight at him, but still had to make a, a good reflex there. But I just didn't see anything that 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 warranted a, any praise tonight. And, and as I said earlier, I don't think any any one of them players tonight could come off that pitch and and hand on heart say, Do you know what, I actually bust my ass today. I gave it my all because nobody did. Not not one. You know. There were slack passes everywhere in the first half. There were slack passes in the second half. It was just a very unleads like performance. Um, and, and it raises a concern for me that we can absolutely steamroll Southampton in the second half and then play 90 minutes of shit. So, yeah, four out of 10. And that's that's me being very, very generous. Do you know what? I did see, I did see this performance coming on the back end of the second half of the Southampton game. I thought, do you know what? That's that's the second half is not sustainable, and it's going to take mm. a lot out of. What's it, hey, when, what, when was the Southampton game? Sorry, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Okay. So, so they've had plenty of time, yeah. really. They've had they've mm. had decent recovery, but it, it's still that second half would have took a lot out of them, a lot. Um, mm. So I sort of, I sort of. I weren't, I weren't overly convinced about today's game at all, to be honest. But uh, I suppose, um, like I said at the start, you've got to, you've got to accept that there's going to be flat, flat performances from time to time. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, I think it's, it's with the way we are. I think like we, they are championship players, but they're not Premier League players. They've earned that right, and we've discussed that before. But they're just, they're, they're a level above what's below them. But they're just yeah. not at the next level, and I think our expectations yeah. are just too high because of how we <laughs> how we perform how, how against well bigger done, teams. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I think as soon as we realise that you know we're not going to get Champions League this season, maybe <laughs> next season or the season after, but we're going to start challenging more and more. And when when we start getting up there, when we're finishing seventh and we should have finished fifth, let's let's be pissed off then. But let's be pissed yeah. off for the right reasons. Let's not yeah. be pissed yeah, exactly. off with them now exactly for the way they're playing. You know, victims exactly. of their own success. Ad. That's what it is. Victims yeah. of their own well, success, mate. Yeah. Listen, you know the Southampton game. It's like pulling a ten, and then tonight we pulled a three. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? You're not. You're never going to be happy with that. Any. You just want some solid sevens. I just want sevens, just consistent. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. consistent. Uh, that's it. Right. On that note, boys. Uh, yep. Yeah, I've been having the leads fan. This has been Baradi and Coke. I've been joined uh, by Carl and by Simon. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, hit subscribe. Listen to us on our Auto Know Better podcast as well. Uh, boys, thank you ever so much for your time on a Saturday night after an abject performance. Appreciate it. And uh, I'll, see, I'll, I'll see you next time. Have a good one, lads. Take see you later, boys. See you later. See you later. See you later. Sure, sure. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent League United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi and Coke after match podcasts. We have three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out, though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.